Hello, this is Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer. Welcome home. Soar into tower. We are ready for takeoff. Manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey, it's Amy from DVC Clubhouse. Hey, Clubbers, it's Scott from DVC Clubhouse. Hey, it's Kathleen from DVC Clubhouse. Welcome aboard, it's Phil from DVC Clubhouse. Gotta get in the zone. All right, here I go. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Debrief Podcast brought to you by DVC Clubhouse. I am Amy, and I am joined, as always, by Phil, Scott, and Kathleen. Hey, guys. Hello, Clubbers. Hello. Hey, guys. Tis the season. It is going to be Thanksgiving on Thursday, and so when you all are listening to this, it'll be the Monday before uh, Thanksgiving, and so we thought that we would do a little holiday issue or episode. You know what? It's confusing for me because I work in magazines, so I talk about issues a lot and <laughs> not. <laughs> Sorry. Thank goodness for the edit feature. I was going to say, not the kind of issues you think, but... Magazine Amy's just issues. working through her issues here, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm working through my issues. Um, yeah, so no, this is an episode of a podcast. We thought that it would be fun to talk to you guys about the holidays at Walt Disney World. Kind of just, it's, it's a broad topic, but we're just going to see where it goes, talking about the parks, the resorts, things we love to do, things we could skip. Phil just, before we hopped on and started recording, Phil was saying that he was jealous of... Kathleen and Scott's Facebook photos that they posted, and um, oh, those pictures again, killed me. Shameless plug for our our Facebook group, DVC Clubhouse. But yeah, Kathleen and Scott posted some pictures in there of Hollywood Studios, all decorated for the holidays. So Phil got a little jealous. <laughs> Best park for decorations. I am less than three weeks away, and I can't wait. I can just I can hear the music in my mind. Best music, best nostalgic decorations. Sorry, Magic Kingdom, move over. My wife said it best. We were talking about it, and she said it's got that Rockefeller feel to it. You really feel like you've got that old town Rockefeller Center. Did I just drop an R? Oh, that Rhode Island accent. Rockefeller Center. <laughs> i to really make sure I highlight Pac-tica. those. They got a pack the car. That's what she said, though. <laughs> she said it's just got this Rockefeller Center feel to it, like you're walking through downtown new york but back in the 40s it's just man it, it just hits in the feels don't we talk about that all the time you just you feel all the feels it definitely does even before you're in the park you hear it with the music yeah i love it too i mean there's something about it that it makes you feel like i don't know it's like i feel like getting dressed up when i go there you know what i mean it's like it feels like that glitzy hollywood you say that, that I was seriously considering getting the kids into a whole Christmas Dapper Days outfit to go to Hollywood Studios, and I am not a Dapper Days kind of guy, but immediately what came into my head was getting the kids dressed up in these super classy 1940s or 50s Dapper Day Christmas get-ups to go into Hollywood Studios one night. Yeah, I love that, and I get that. I totally get that feeling, and like one day, I, I want to do that. Ditch the uh, sneakers and the... I say that. I have all of these ideas, and then I remember that I walked 25,000 steps, and so that there's really the footwear I would want to wear that would be appropriate with my dapper holiday outfit would probably end up killing me. Well, when we were leaving, it was the first night of Jollywood, and... Everybody was dressed up. Everybody was dressed up like it was dapper day. How'd that work out for them? That was probably the most enjoyable part of their night, but... That sounds like it. That got hit pretty hard. Yeah. But but the good news is hopefully they had comfortable shoes on to spend the entire night waiting in line. Yeah, I feel like the first night of anything at Disney is scary because they are totally working out kinks. It seems like there were a lot of them. How hard can it be, though? I mean, come on. I'm going to be the bad guy here. How hard can it be? What do people complain about at these special after hours events long lines too many people 
it's the same thing all the time. I mean, learn a lesson from well, Magic Kingdom. I feel like that what Disney needs to realize is that people like the free stuff. And the lines for the free stuff are always going to be really long. And I don't know if you guys read the same thing that I did, but it seemed like all of the rides were a walk-on that night. But the lines for, like, drinks and snacks were, like, super, super long. That's what I read. I feel like that's something that they need to figure out. And and when they started up with Moonlight Magic again, that was the complaint when they, when they first started up. So, yeah, I think that they need to realize what they're dealing with and have more locations to do those things definitely so that people are more spread out and the lines are shorter you need to double the amount of people that are giving away the treats or i guess you don't really give them away at these but double up the amount of stands that are open and i don't know but they got to do something because people keep complaining about the same thing over and over again well i hope that they figure it out because i think that on paper it sounds super fun again it's like i want to get dressed up i want to go and experience this kind of like nighttime hollywood glitz and glamour uh, holiday event and so i I really hope that they can figure it out because it would be a shame if didn't offer it again next year because they couldn't figure it out you know another another park that i feel like is very off of people's radar when it comes to really awesome holiday decorations is animal kingdom you've ever been back at Dinoland USA during the holidays I love that whole because it's that's kind of like the 1970s cheesy holiday decorations like from my childhood they have Mariah Carey blasting I love it back there that is that's a place that I love to go and take pictures during the holidays and I feel like it's kind of off of you know it's not on people's radar because Animal Kingdom overall doesn't have a crazy strong holiday vibe you know dinoland usa i I have to give it merry menagerie the absolute best thing about christmas at animal kingdom i just want to go snuggle that little wooden penguin i agree and what i love about it is it's kind of the same thing as everything at disney but it's so great for people of all ages like you've got little kids that are delighted by that thing and then you've got phil who goes to the gym for three hours every day, who wants to snuggle a wooden penguin that's <laughs> operated by another adult. Remind me when we get off. I just I just had a tailor an hour ago look at me with disgust in his eyes because of all the tailoring he had to do for my suit. He's just, he hates me. I'll, I'll edit that out later. Well, but I, I guess you're like going to need to stop working that. out, Phil. I'll edit that out <laughs> later, but... Um, do you think the penguin's afraid of me? Like, I'm just going to squeeze and snuggle him too hard. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you're doing to it. <laughs> Tell me, you don't want to snuggle the penguin. I mean, I'm kind of more into like the the four legged creatures in in the menagerie. I love them how they the kind best. of like you know nuzzle their heads up against you. It's cute. I really enjoy that too. Well, this one went off the rails quickly, didn't it? I was going to say for anybody just now listening to this, this sounds like the creepiest podcast ever. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some serious editing later. <laughs> Don't this edit out the what good happens. parts. <laughs> Why are we going to deprive people of hearing of this nonsense? <laughs> We're going to keep the listeners we have and invite some new ones. They're going to bail quickly at the end of me <laughs> off a tailor and snuggling a penguin to death. <laughs> this hol- yeah, this is a holiday episode that has really turned strange, but... All right, take two, back to to the Merry Menagerie. Yeah, to get the trains back on the track here. The Merry Menagerie is great. The Dinoland USA decorations are awesome. And definitely, I feel like most people, when they go to Disney for the holidays, they are not prioritizing going to Animal Kingdom to see their decorations. But I think that those are two things that are definitely worth making a priority during the holidays. Because so much of what is happening at Disney World during the holidays, it's like really crowded, just so popular. So so the little things that you can find that are kind of flying under the radar just give you an opportunity to have some unexpected, delightful moments during the holidays. And so how do you guys feel? Do you feel like Magic Kingdom is just holiday headquarters when you're at Disney? 
I would typically say yes, but after those pictures from Hollywood Studios, if I go back and think about all of the December trips we do, we routinely end up back in Hollywood Studios at night. Yeah. At night, I think it's got the best visuals. During the day, I think maybe Magic Kingdom has it outdone, but as soon as the sun starts setting and Gertie's out on the, whatever that water is, it Echo Lake Lake. that's right there, and then all the decorations and the neon and the Christmas music playing. I think Hollywood studios just has it grossly outdone at night. Do they still do the snow? Yes. At the parties at the party, they did the snow last oh, year. Oh yeah, we yeah. 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 At magic kingdom. But... Oh, and Hollywood studios is doing it now too. I think. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I think even during the day, I love those oversized ornaments that they have placed in echo Lake. Those are just so pretty. The one hanging out of Gertie's mouth. Again, it's kind of like gives you this like throwback nostalgia. They do a really good job of just making you feel like you're in this totally different vibe. It's like holiday, but it's there's something else about it that just makes you feel in the holiday spirit and makes you feel that nostalgia. I, I've said it a million times already. That glamorous Hollywood feel. I love that. Well, let's not and I think that the, let's, let's. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say just just to go back to Magic Kingdom for a second. I think that Magic Kingdom, I mean, obviously it's completely decorated and and you definitely get the holiday feels when you're there, but because it can be so crowded, I feel like a lot of the decorations almost like get lost in the crowds because you like see a sea of people everywhere. I feel like for me, when I think about holidays, you know, the first thing that actually comes to mind for me is Epcot. It's not Magic Kingdom. It's, It's Epcot. It's the festival of the holidays. It's the candlelight processional. I mean, for me, I feel like that is what I think of when I think of holiday at, at the parks. What do you guys think? Don't everybody speak at once now. Right. Exactly. I'm, I'm puzzling through this. Um, actually. When I think of uh, Christmas at, at Disney, I definitely think of Hollywood studios. It's my favorite park in the day and at nighttime. I think of the Festival of the Arts, or I'm sorry, not Festival of the Arts, uh, Festival of the Holidays. It's my favorite festival at Epcot. Because everything there tastes like toothpaste. Because I, I like peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't say schnapps. I think of all the resorts. We love going to all the resorts and seeing the Christmas trees and the gingerbread houses. So I, I think, me personally, I think more of the resorts and the festivals than any park. But if I had to pick a favorite park for the holidays, I'm going to think about Hollywood Studios first. Which is really surprising because I think that's probably our least visited park throughout the rest of the year. But when those holiday decorations come out, you can bet your booty that that's where we want to be just because of the the songs and the decorations and Gertie. Yeah, I I agree with that about the resorts. I mean, I think that the resorts just, they do an amazing job of just bringing that holiday spirit to wherever you're staying. You guys know, but for for our listeners, last year, I visited all of the DVC resorts at the holidays, and we posted some videos up on YouTube. So if you want to check them out to see what I'm talking about, you can see the videos on the DVC Clubhouse YouTube page. I visited all of the DVC resorts, and... You know, for the most part, they all do a really amazing job. I think that, and here we go again, sorry, Riviera owners, but (laughs) Riviera and Saratoga Springs to me are the two that really need to step up their games. I mean, Saratoga Springs, but they basically had like one wreath and then these trees inside that had like these tiny horse figurines hanging on it. I don't know. I just did not get the holiday spirit at Saratoga Springs at all. And Riviera, I mean, I just, I don't understand. They have that lawn in the in the back of the resort. Why do they not put up a big tree in there that when you walk into the resort, you can see it through that window that looks out there? It would be so Instead, great. they have this, tr- yeah, it would be gorgeous. And instead, they just have a tree that's like this... I think smaller than the tree that I have in my house. It's a Charlie Brown tree. It's just, yeah, I mean, they have pretty garlands and pretty wreaths, but that tree is just, I don't know. I think it's a huge missed opportunity for them to have some really gorgeous outdoor decorations. 
thoughts? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, we jumped from parks to resorts here really quickly. I think that I haven't seen Riviera at Christmas, but I think if you look at the resorts, all right, I'll tell you what, let, let's rank them. So what is your favorite resort for Christmas? And I'll tell you what, I'll knock Wilderness Lodge right out of here. You can't pick Wilderness Lodge. You got to go with number two. Because I know everyone's just going to scream Wilderness Lodge. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's the easy answer. No, No, it's a cop-out. That's not happening at all. They don't have a gingerbread house. So you're saying you wouldn't go with Wilderness Lodge first? No, they were solid number two. Okay, fair enough. Because everyone always instantly just yells Wilderness Lodge when you think Christmas. I do know how you feel about the gingerbread house. I actually had to clean up a puddle of drool following you out of the lobby of Grand Floridian last week. It was awful. And it looks even better this year than it did last year. Agree. It does look good. All right, so Scott's going with the Grand Floridian again. And then and then Wilderness and then Animal Kingdom for me. Those are top three. Sorry. <laughs> I have the same top three. But I have to ask, like... What is this question? Is it like the favorite tree or is it the favorite like resort overall? What gives you the feels? And I can't pick Wilderness Lodge as my first one. I got to be the spoiler. No. What have you got? I'm probably going to have to go with Grand Floridian then. Okay. You said it was your top three. So you would have picked Wilderness Lodge for number one. Yes. Grand Floridian number two. What's number three? Animal Kingdom Lodge. Don't look at me like that. We're all looking at you like that. I feel like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> I think that Animal Kingdom Lodge is actually my number one. There is something away about the way that that lobby glows at nighttime in that tree that is just truly magical. I love that. Yes, I also love Wilderness Lodge, but this is probably going to be surprising or maybe not surprising to people, but... Number three for me is Boardwalk. I absolutely love the way Boardwalk looks because those three, Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and Grand Floridian all have these big giant lobbies to work with. And so I think that's why people tend to name those as their favorite because they're so big and they can fit these huge giant trees and all of these other things that they they put in there. But the Boardwalk lobby is smaller And there is something about like this smaller, quaint kind of boutique feeling lobby, the way that they hang those garlands from the ceiling and the light fixtures. That is so gorgeous. I love the color scheme of their decorations. I love that they have a tree out on the village green. I mean, Riviera, why don't you do that? It just adds like a little element of outdoor holiday spirit And especially when your room looks out at it, you know, it's so nice. I've stayed in a room at the boardwalk that looks out there at the holiday time. And it's so fun to just be able to open your, you know, the drapes and look out there and see that tree. So I really, really love boardwalk a lot at the holiday time. It just, it's pretty and it's cozy. Definitely. What about you, Phil? All right, well, I'm going to be different, and I said we can't pick Wilderness Lodge because I think that's just the go-to. It gives you that warm, fuzzy feel when you walk inside like you're at one of the National Park lodges with the snow falling outside. So let's go with number one, the Sleeper Yacht Club. You've got the carousel right next door, but you walk in and you've got garland all over the place, and you've got these beautiful ornaments, and you've got that small but beautiful little tree inside the lobby. Number two, just for the music alone, I've got to go with Polynesian. The Polynesian music, the 12 days of Polynesian Christmas are just phenomenal. My kids will come back singing Five Big Fat Pigs for the next three months. And then number three, I want to go with Grand Floridian. I really do. And I think if you go into Grand Floridian late at night and the lobby is not packed, and you've got the piano being played and the gingerbread house and that beautiful big tree on the other side. I think especially on the second floor, looking down at the lobby, it definitely gives you the feels. The problem with Grand Floridian is that that lobby is always packed and it's always noisy and there's always a line wrapped around the entire circumference of the lobby to buy gingerbread. And it's just, it's harried. I think if you take the people out, Grand Floridian works. And then number three, I'm going to go with Amy, just being on the boardwalk, that little diorama they have inside the beach club lobby where you've got to identify the hidden Mickeys, I think is just an absolute winner. 
Well, I t- completely agree with you about Grand Floridian, and and it's the reason why it's not in one of my top resorts for at the holiday time. Even though I love it, and I love staying there any other time, the number of people in that lobby, and it's not just on the ground floor. It's then also the people I've seen that monorail line wrapping all all the way around the second level because now they're trying to get back to wherever it is that they came from. Uh, and okay. that line is, is just so unmanageable. So I just, I just find it to be unmanageable, unpleasant. I can't take any really good pictures there because there's always somebody there. You I know, was the fact just going to say have... the tension in that lobby is palpable because you have a whole bunch of people that are trying to take pictures in front of the gingerbread house or the tree and other people are getting in their way and then they got away. It, you can almost feel the tension of everybody trying to get that perfect Christmas right. card photo in front of that tree. I mean, talk about Rockefeller Center. That is the vibe. You know, I don't know if anybody here. Ha- I, I live in New Jersey. I avoid going to see that tree. I used to work in in Manhattan and I would avoid that part of the city like the plague because it's that same feeling where there's just people everywhere. Everyone's trying to push past you to get, you know, the best picture to, to get closer. I can't deal with it because it takes that, you know, I like my vacations to feel zen. And so the Grand Floridian lobby during the holiday times is as so far from zen. You're all crazy. It just doesn't make... It doesn't make the top of my list. Crazy. I will say that my favorite Christmas tree is not at any of those parks or any of those resorts. I know what you're going to say because it's my favorite tree too. Nobody's even mentioned it. I know it. too. <laughs> my favorite tree on property is at the Contemporary outside. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that tree too. I wish it was. Honestly, I wish that they put that tree behind the Contemporary. It's kind of out there in like the middle of that nowhere in front of the resort. Amazing across Bay Lake, wouldn't it? To see that all lit up on the backside of the Contemporary. Yeah, That's a I think fantastic it be, idea. I think it would just be, it's more accessible there. It would look so pretty, but it is. It's, I love that. I, I love it so much. Um, and there is a ton of room by those boat docks. It's a giant area that walks out towards the water. Or even a second yeah. tree. Can you imagine the photos coming from across Bay Lake or looking out from Wilderness Lodge of the Contemporary in the background with Bay Lake Tower and that tree out the backside? The photographer and me just died a little bit. It would be gorgeous. And, you know, we're talking about these resorts, but when you think about the DVC part of the resorts, I really, you know, so taking away like the big grand lobbies from like the hotel sides. I really have to give Boulder Ridge and Beach Club a shout out too, because those resorts in the, you know, not the main lobby on the hotel side, but of the DVC buildings, they do a really beautiful job too. They have a really, I mean, the trees in the middle of those foyers, because Beach Club and Boulder Ridge kind of have a similar configuration when you walk in. I mean, different decor, clear, clearly, but it's kind of like this, like a little bit of like a smaller rotunda type of feeling that have tiered balconies. And they have these garlands draped on those on the rails. They have a tall tree in the middle. Also, just quaint and pretty and well done. And I love those too. I think that they are absolutely gorgeous. And I was shocked when I was doing my tour from resort to resort last year. I was shocked by how much I loved Old Key West. I thought I was going to have the same experience at Old Key West that I had at Saratoga Springs in terms of feeling underwhelmed. They did a fantastic job and talk about the music like they had great music playing for the holidays. So Old Key West is definitely one that people probably never see unless they are staying there. If you're a DVC member and you've never made it over to Old Key West during the holidays, I would check it out because it's a great, fun vibe. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I, there's a giant pause because I'm thinking about all the time I spent at Old Key West last week and all the time I'm going to spend there in a couple of weeks and then all the time I'm going to spend there later. So I think they had just started to put it up towards the end of our little mini trip for wine and dine, but you're right. That whole entrance area, the, the whole front of the resort, the lights that are going up. I think that, yeah, they, they definitely get the vibe down, right? The Christmas music is solid. It wouldn't 
be on my tops list, but I think they do it well for what it is. It's very difficult to get in that whole Christmas spirit when you've got the old Key West vibe happening. At least for me, being from New England, that's the other thing is I think I tend to either go with the places that give me that wintry Christmas vibe or the exact opposite, like the Polynesian, because winter to me is snow and cold and you know, sledding and all that other fun stuff. You know, we had a Christmas up here. I think it was three years ago. It was 75 degrees during Christmas. And I felt like I missed a whole holiday. I just can't get into that whole Christmas vibe when it's 80 degrees out and there's palm trees in my face. Right. Yeah. I, I think about the old Key West decorations. I think about how that's kind of authentic to what Key West would be like at the holidays, you know, that they try to infuse this like holiday spirit because it's hot there. You know, I, I give them a lot of credit for what they do there to get you into the holiday spirit. You know what? I need to go back because as I'm sitting here thinking, and I said that Saratoga Springs and and Riviera both just were so underwhelming. But another one that's so underwhelming, again, is Bay Lake Tower. I just... Seems to be a theme with Bay Lake Tower, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, we talked about in that, in the episode when we talked about Riviera, and Bay Lake Tower about how their lobby is basically just a desk. Well, their decorations kind of reflect that. And again, I think that they they had a huge opportunity too to to bring some more Christmas spirit in and do something really fun and creative there that I think they missed the mark. But that being said, other than that tree in front of Contemporary, the decorations inside Contemporary are like total duds too. They're like practically non-existent. So I think contemporary is really needs to step up their game, especially when you're looking at the area, the Seven Seas Lagoon and Bay Lake area. They are just definitely the bottom of the list in that area. Well, they're the bottom of the list overall. And when you think about what they're being compared to, you've got that beautiful big tree and gingerbread house in Grand Floridian, as we discussed. You've got the Polynesian with christmas decorations all over the place and its own special soundtrack you've got magic kingdom right there with the christmas party and snow falling on main street and decorations everywhere then you go over to wilderness lodge which is arguably the most popular christmas time resort there is good luck trying to get any reservation around christmas time at copper creek or boulder Ridge. Just did today. Been there done that did you get one today. i had to the last time we did it i had to wait list it forever and stalk the site in order to do it and then you've just got contemporary and Bay well, Lake that's Tower. why There's I added there. a I added a small contract at Copper Creek because I wanted to be able to stay not every year, but for the times that I want to be able to stay at Wilderness Lodge for the holidays. I you know I know I'm going to need that home resort advantage. You did you did not say Fort Wilderness, and if we're going to have a a conversation about holiday feels at Disney World, Fort Wilderness is great at the holidays. You've got the holiday horse carriage rides that take you around those campgrounds where people go all out decorating. That is so fun because you kind of feel like you're in this like fun neighborhood. Everyone has the lights. They have the inflatables. It's like really impressive if you've, if you've never been over there. And that whole area where hoopty doo is and, you know, Crockett's Tavern they decorate there. It is so fun and a, like a little kitschy over there too. And I think doesn't Hoopty do do a, a holiday version? Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of fun to be had over there during the holidays, which is another reason why I kind of have my eye on those cabins because I think that being able to stay there and if you can decorate outside of those cabins and if you can get a golf cart and decorate your golf cart like that is just like holiday central for me why are you shaking your head at me phil i'm i'm speechless we all know how i feel about fort wilderness i'm just i'm here questioning every life decision you have made till this point i'm questioning your sanity i'm wondering if you've been drinking in the afternoon none of this makes sense to me i just played the hi-hat you know, punchline sound for you because I thought this was a joke at first. And I, looking at your face, I, I actually think you're serious about this. You know, I thought I was the only one serious about this. <laughs> it's the places they they really outdo themselves over there. They do the same thing. Well, the bars we low to outdo themselves in Fort Wilderness. They even they they uh they dress their golf carts up. They put lights all around there. I mean, it's like 
it's just fun. I'm not saying a word because you guys all talked up Old Key West, and I didn't say a word when you guys were talking up Old Key West, but the three wreaths that they have over at Old Key West are terrible compared to Fort Wilderness. I was doing my best to be nice. I mean, Scott saw me just trying to just pull the compliments out for Old Key West. I don't think they do badly, but I, I think I said, you know, they do well for Old Key West. It, it's not even close to the top of the list. And for just, you to sit here I, and with a straight know. face I... tell us that the people hanging out in tents and driving around golf carts with with lights on them somehow Listen, hits the top is just laughable. Coming from somebody who is ranking a top resort because they talk about five fat pigs. That is an I original mean, resort that you are bad-mouthing there. I, I would have you know. You guys didn't put Grand Floridian in the top because there's too many people there. If we're judging an odd population, uh, Old Key West should have won. Well, and uh, honestly, I have to say, I, I'm actually underwhelmed by Polynesian. I feel like they are, they are, oh they have, they need to, to step it up too. I think that their tree well, is unfortunately, really pretty. Folks, this is going to be the last episode of the debrief <laughs> podcast brought to you by DVC clubhouse. Cause those are fighting words. I Look, think if if we are ranking is... old key West, then we have to give it extra points for age because half of the people there could celebrate Christmas on Thanksgiving and would not know the difference. They can hide their own Easter eggs. Let's just end the podcast from now on with steel drum music. That'll make Amy happy. Listen, I just because you guys are just ageist, you know, there's a place for everyone. I like relax. Maybe I'm just, you know, I'm getting up there in my years too. We're gonna go and... over to Fault Wilderness. We're gonna take a lit golf cart over to the communal bathrooms. It's gonna be fantastic. Oh, stop yourself. Listen, what I was gonna say about Polynesian is I think that their tree is beautiful. I love out. it. <laughs> so aggressive no wonder why your tailor doesn't like you (laughs) (laughs) listen i can't wait until amy goes to fort wilderness and stays in the cabin because we're gonna have a cookout yeah exactly i can have a cookout in my local park i don't have to spend money on points for that i can go camp in my backyard hang some lights play some christmas music watch a disney movie and call it even you live in new england you live in you live in Narragansett. It is <laughs> cold there in February. So on February 6th, everyone, we're having a cookout at Fort Wilderness. And Phil is going to be having a cookout in his local park with his snowsuit on. I would rather sleep in the nude in a tree in New England in February than come down and stay at Fort Wilderness. Bring it. With this wooden pen. Well, that, I mean, you know, when we talked, when I made my mistake... Before talking about issues, you've got That's issues. That's an issue. You need you, to talk yeah. to your therapist about this. No. You need to talk to your therapist about wanting to sleep nude in a tree. I want to be one with nature. So, I mean, you take Scott's dislike well, then you for should old stay Key in Fort West. Wilderness. That you is can exactly. Be, you can be. You that can is how be I feel at about one with nature. I think we need to go live during the cookout. We need to go live. Yes, we do banjo music playing in the background during your live stream uh, <laughs> we all do have issues this has been yes. a night this one's going to be fun to edit we haven't even truly gotten into the parks I think we're going to have to actually split this into two episodes by the time we're done I mean, we haven't even gotten into oh. Epcot we haven't gotten truly into overlays we haven't gotten into Christmas nostalgia in things that we do every year and traditions that this one could go the distance. All right. Well, let me just go back to what I was saying about pollination. Okay? Amy's eyeballs Can just you, clicked. Would, there was a hard reset there. Would you, She's would you just let me point speak? Let's hear it about I Polynesian. Literally every time I try to say anything yes, about let, Polynesian. Let, <gasps> let that hate feed you embrace the dark side. Come on. 38 minutes. Edit. <laughs> You realize oh. I have editing power, right? By the time this is done, you're going to be extolling the virtues of Polynesian at Christmas. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, I think that the tree at the Polynesian is beautiful. I love how they have like the hibiscus and the other flowers. I think they have like some oleander or frangipani or something on there. It's beautiful. I love it. 
it's get it's like gorgeous, like tropical, like I think flip flops, flip flops on that tree. Listen, oh my gosh, everyone, what are you talking about? Grand Japani. What do you mean? What am I talking about? I'm naming flowers that are on the Polynesian tree. You just made up frangipani. No, You're I just didn't. making up words now. I did not. Funnily, oleander I, I is remember. a skin cream. I've seen it. Frangipani, frangipani. is a liqueur. No, frangipani. No, that's frangelico. <laughs> frangipani. Wait, is and what they've they call got Goldschlager tinsel. <laughs> but anyway, well, your point is mason jars. I drink out of mason jars. That's why I like to go to Fort Wilderness. Moonshine. Anyway, my point is, I don't even know what my point is anymore because you <laughs> won't let me talk. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't what I was doing. I need to go to Epcot and have some schnapps right now. Right after your friend Japan. We'll go live. We'll go live and I'll be drunk. And then I'll tell you all what schnapps I really think. Friend Japani. Okay. All right, take 17. Okay. I've got Amy completely flustered tonight. She she doesn't even know how to start back up. She's afraid. So anyway, so anyway what, what about let's talk about Epcot at Christmas. My favorite thing at Epcot at Christmas time is Festival of the Holidays. Yours? <laughs> Definitely the food. Well, people like candlelight processional. They oh, like... no, you got to go for the festival. I do like the candlelight processional, but it, the food is the food is where it's at. You know, something that I really love at Epcot at the holidays, and it's the only time I will ever go there, is Beer Garden. It is the most festive restaurant of all of the restaurants on Disney property because I find that's another thing. I feel like Disney kind of misses the boat with decorating their uh, restaurants. But Beer Garden is decorated with garlands and lights. That band plays holiday music when you're in there. It is fun. It is festive, and I think that is the restaurant that you should pick when you're doing your candlelight processional packages. Because, I mean, who wants to go to Coral Reef <laughs> before they Ever. go hear the story of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Right. Nothing says Genesis and the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, like Lederhosen. <laughs> I mean, it makes more sense than a, an aquarium. I mean, if we're being honest here. I have no idea how I'm going to edit this episode. <laughs> oh, we might just I mean, let I it think all some fly of it you're just going to need to you're going to need to let some of it ride and it's just going to be what it is. Fly. Yeah. So, as let... much as Festival of the Holidays is amazing, I've got to say that I think the coolest part for us is probably the overland living with the land. That is an absolutely beautiful ride through at night with all the Christmas lights. We look forward to that. As a matter of fact, when we were there last week, we went in just crossing our fingers. They had started to put it together and you could see the lights already on all the, the plants and trees, but they hadn't been plugged in yet. That's just fantastic to ride through at night. I do like that. I don't know. You don't really like that, do you? No, that one is my favorite, but as good as that one is, it pains me to say that they ruin Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that's awful. And there were so many good options there, too. There were fantastic Christmas songs that they could have put in that ride to make work. And instead, they went with that silly Guardians Christmas special song. Reindeer. Awful. Rocket. Run, run, rocket. Terrible. Yeah, that they totally missed the boat on that one there were so many fantastic opportunities and options and they just they they duffed it i'd rather hear mariah carey all i want for christmas well then go to animal kingdom and go to dino land yeah, you can you'll see me there. in dino land <laughs> <laughs> i did um, like the kid, I agree. cookie stroll too the cookie stroll is cookie solid stroll. i'll give you that the kids enjoy doing that mm. Oh, yeah. Has anyone ever actually listened to the different versions of Santa slash St. Nicholas 
going through the countries. We've always talked about doing it. We've never taken the time to go into each country and see their version. It, it sounds kind of fascinating. I, I've not done it all in the same day, but if I'm there and they're doing it, I'll listen. But to just one real quick to get back to living with the land, I love it also. And it's really great if you can time it that you're going through it at the same time as fireworks because you got the Christmas lights lit up and then you have when you're going through the uh, greenhouse and you can see the fireworks above. It's wow, magic. Another chef's kiss for the podcast. Yes. So what is it? December 4th or 5th actually will get luminous. The 5th. Premiere. The 5th. Cause I, I know it's when we're there. Uh, I think it's the second day of our trip. I won't go that night obviously because it will be, vlogger purgatory but we will definitely see it at some point so that that's kind of going to be the christmas gift to me and I, I went and listened to the music have you guys heard it it's got a nice little illuminations feel to it no wait a second now that you say that i when i was on the disney dream i was in one of the merchandise shops and there was a song that sounded like it was a mashup of illuminations and something else is that what luminous sounds it. like it, it might be, yeah. It's got, I've only seen the preview of it that they released, and it's been on YouTube. You should go check it out. It, it, it's got that feel to it. It's, I've got my hopes up so high. So do I. I really, really, really am looking forward to it because I really loved Illumination so much. I have it in the calendar, but, but I don't know um, if we'll go absent, the first night. Yeah, we won't go the first night, but absent being able to get a boat like we had tried for and i will continue to try every day maybe that will be our nighttime meetup you know what i never even thought to look to see if i could get one over at epcot they do have that as well but i'd imagine those are going to be all booked up now with that date being announced but we could definitely go over to epcot one night and and catch that definitely yeah that would be fun i missed the osborne lights sorry i had to throw that out there oh yes Most no that is kids ex- the world that is an amazing point scott because that was the Osborne family was it called the Festival of Lights? Yeah, right. Osborne the Osborne family, family lights. They were named after the Osborne family, which is a fantastic story of how those all made it over to Disney. Definitely missed that. I did the um, wine and dine half marathon back in 2014, and the lights were still up. And that's when that marathon, sorry, that half marathon was run at night. And we ran through that, and they had the snow on. And it, it, that's like one of like one of my top Disney memories is running through doing a half marathon, running through the Osborne family spe- spectacular of lights. That's what it was called, right? The spectacular of lights. Spectacle. So, something of lights, whatever. But the lights and the snow, it was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. And I'm so sad. I mean, at this point, even if they kept those lights, they would have had to have gotten rid of them because where would they put them? With that New York street gone, it's, you know, yeah, there'd the be nowhere for them to live. Is most of them were just consumer grade lights and they were just spending so much time fixing and replacing them that it just became cost prohibitive. Plus they got rid of a lot of the parts of the park where those used to be displayed. So that became problematic. A lot of them went over to give kids the world, especially that year they shut down and, you know, in full disclosure, you know, I volunteer there all the time. So I've got a big place in my heart for give kids the world but that was one of the most fantastic things you could do off property was go over and see the village all lit up with all the houses it was amazing we, we did that for a few years yeah that that was definitely a loss in the parks i mean that would have been definitely definitely solidified hollywood studios as number one i mean hollywood studios has always been strong at the holidays so i mean it's constantly up there if we weren't worried about copyright issues, I'd be queuing up Kelly Clarkson's underneath the tree right now because whenever that starts playing at Hollywood Studios, I just start shaking my butt all the way underneath the tree. The tree. I've actually got it queued up, but I know we'll get nailed by Apple if we do it. All right, so Magic Kingdom, other than the Christmas party, which has taken over, I think, six days a week every week from this point on, what else, what else gets your attention there? The good, the bad, the ugly? Jingle Cruise. I was just going to say, I'll go first. Jingle Cruise is phenomenal. Can't go wrong with that. Doesn't Tomorrowland Speedway is fun. 
Yeah, when they've got all the lights set up there. I will say one thing about the Christmas party is that Christmas laser overlay inside of Space Mountain, that alone is worth the price of admission. We did it twice last year, and then Space Mountain went down, and my kids were heartbroken. I would go again just to ride the Christmas overlay on Space Mountain. Yeah, I agree. I loved that, too. It's so cool because you can see the tracks, whereas you can't, you know, you normally can't see them. So I love that. I think that overall, I mean, I didn't, I vowed this year I wasn't going to do any of the after hours party. And I stuck to that. Unlike when I vowed I wouldn't buy any ears this year. And I had to buy those enchanted tiki room ears. But I just, and we, we touched on it when we were talking about the Hollywood Studios event. I just, for the price of these events, like you're just not getting what you used to get. These after hours events used to be so awesome. And you'd pay like what, like 99 bucks. And I mean, I know that there's been inflation, but I mean, it just seems like it's just gotten outrageous. And especially when you're paying so much already to get into the parks, it's just, it's too much money and you're not getting what you should be getting for what you're paying. So I just, I've decided I'm going to take, take a couple of years off so that when I finally do go back, it'll, you know, I'll feel like I missed it. It'll be fun to do it again, but. We didn't do it for a couple of years, and we're going back again this year during our trip. Uh, We went last year. The kids really asked for it. They loved Space Mountain. They loved being able to get hot cocoa in the park. So we'll do it. But with that being said, by the time I put four people through the Christmas party, even with my 79-cent DVC discount, it was still $800, I think, by the time I was done. And you're already spending a lot on a trip. Then you've got to bring the four kids in, and then there's going to be the merchandise that's only specific to the Christmas party, and everybody's going to have to go home with something like that. It's an expensive outlay only to be shoulder to shoulder during the parade, and it's not like it was before. It's crowded. There's a lot of people in that park for that after-hours event. A lot of people, and it it makes it difficult seeing the parades. You know, you, you have to... Who wants to spend all this time like scoping out a spot to stand so that you can see the parade when you want to be able to take advantage of all the other things? And when I went last year, I didn't get to do everything that I wanted to do just because of the sheer volume of people that were in the park that made it difficult to check everything off the list. I think, unfortunately, every year they raise the price and they raise the attendance and it still sells out. So until that stops happening, they feel they haven't reached their market cap. That's just what it is. It is. And I mean, and I think in the world of social media where people are posting stuff on TikTok and Instagram, I mean, FOMO is real. And so and these events provide great opportunities for great pictures and and great videos. And so as long as people are going to be putting up content People are going to have FOMO and they're going to they're going to pay it, even if it's outrageous. So when you think about the holidays at Disney, Kathleen, you said like you love Hollywood Studios. You love the resorts. You love the festival of the holidays. But, you know, when you're thinking about the holidays, what are the things that you think of that are like your traditions, your rituals, the things that you have to do that you that you love? And I mean, Phil, you go at the same time every year. So you've got. You've got to have some things that are just your tried and trues. I think so. I think part of it is that we have our tried and true traditions for Christmas, but I think part of it is just it's become a traditional week for us, so maybe some of those just merge together. I think that's why I have such a soft spot in my heart for the poly in that music, because we leave New England, it's cold, we get down to Polynesian, and we're sitting at the Oasis pool, the kids are playing, and you hear that silly 12 days of Christmas in the background, and those those are your memories. I've said, I think I said it to a DVC guide last week, they've got it figured out that the sounds and the smells can spark nostalgia. You know, the sights are something, but you smell certain things. There's a reason that scented candles and car fresheners are such a big sell. People want to get back to what they smelled when they walked in the park or the confectionery or Soren or the resorts. You know, I can smell the bromide and the pirate's water from a hundred yards away and it reminds me of my childhood it just takes that smell so i think the music kicks it for me but regardless of when we go we have gotten a christmas ornament every year from disney that hangs in our tree and that has kind of chronicled our trips as a family i think some years we have two just because we saw two that we loved the sight of walking down main street and seeing the castle all lit up 
and I, for one, I know this is an unpopular opinion. I like the projections on the castle now compared to the dream lights. I thought the dream lights were absolutely amazing, but it wasn't worth the crane and photos for three months on either side. But seeing that castle all lit up for Christmas is amazing. Seeing the snow on main street is amazing. Seeing people all decked out in their Christmas gear and their pajamas for the Christmas party is just super cool. Being able to roll into some of these lobbies. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I carried a kid out in my arms that was half asleep because we just had to see that gingerbread house before the trip was over. And it was late and it was crowded and it was noisy, but the kids wanted a hot cocoa and they wanted to go see it. I think it all just wraps up into, and I'm big on nostalgia. It all wraps up into, for us, being able to go down to Disney on that one week and come home and roll right into Christmas. So I think they all kind of merge together in our minds and the kids' minds. Hollywood Studios, it's walking down, seeing the neon, getting that 1950s feel and the music. I think Hollywood Studios just nails the music for Christmas. That's what's first and foremost in my mind. For Animal Kingdom, as I said, it's the Merry Menagerie. I don't get the Christmas feel, but I love the Merry Menagerie at Animal Kingdom. And for Epcot, it's being able to walk through World Showcase and seeing all the different Christmas decorations in all the different countries and how everybody celebrates it just a little bit differently. I mean, how many times do you walk into Germany and see all the pickles out there for the Christmas tree? These are just really cool parts that you can draw into it. I think they all do it really well. I think Disney Springs has come a long way with their decorations. We didn't mention that. You do truly get the Christmas feel in Disney Springs because it's just, it's expansive. There's decorations and trees everywhere. Plus, you've got the Christmas tree stroll. They've nailed it. I mean, it was really kind of cool. We were, I don't think we've recorded since then. We were on our way to the resort when we went down last week. And as we drove down the highway past Casting and Disney Springs, there were just flatbeds lined up as far as the eye could see, all loaded down with Christmas decorations because we got in on the 1st of November. So we made it a point to go to Magic Kingdom and see the Halloween decorations, knowing that everything we saw in the flatbeds was going to be there by the next morning. And that's a really cool turnaround for those who haven't seen it. November 1st is the last Halloween party, and it is jack-o'-lanterns and Mickey pumpkins and everything as far as the eye can see. They don't get everybody out of that park until midnight, and by 8 o'clock the next morning, it is Christmas everywhere. So it was really cool to see all of those decorations loaded up and ready to go for the move-in the next morning. Yeah, and it's... To us, Christmas and Disney just go together because of when we've always taken that trip. What about you? Yeah, for me, I, I don't really have a ritual because I've it's never been a, a ritual that we go at the holiday time every year. And so anytime I've gone, it's been a completely different trip based on the age of my kids and who I was with and if I was by myself or so it's it's a brand new experience every time. I mean, I will, I agree with Kathleen where visiting the resorts is something that's always special. And one thing I, I, I want to mention too about Beach Club is that of the DVC resorts, it's the only one that the DVC pool is decorated. So you can, you know, lay at the pool and see decorations, which I think is just a cool point of distinction. And if, if that's important to you, but I feel like, Really, I, they decorate the Fort Wilderness pool. They just drive a golf cart into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking about DVC, and it's not that one's not DVC yet. So whether or not you've driven your golf cart into the pool is irrelevant at this point. But <laughs> thank you for your two cents. Um, so for me, like I, you know, I was I had initially had a trip booked for this December. I was going to stay in a two bedroom at Old Key West. I was going to bring some extended family. I was really looking forward to decorating my room and bringing a tree, but I had to cancel that trip because it turns out that that's the same weekend that my daughter will be coming home from college. So figured I should be here for her arrival. But a tree I did, for I, our bedroom at Old Key West. That's a fantastic idea. Why did I not think about that? I am off to welcome. Amazon. Welcome. But I was having real FOMO because you all were going to be there. And so... I got myself, I weaseled my way into Emily's room. Thank you, Emily, if you're listening for allowing me to stay with you. And it, and it totally is this Phil's fault. Totally fault. My it fault. was totally Phil's fault. And so I was having massive FOMO and 
now I'm going and I can't wait because, and this will be a totally different experience for me than any of my other previous experiences, because I'm going to be going with a large group of friends and we, you know, we have stuff planned. So for me, it's, I guess it's more of the feel. And to your point, Phil, it kind of is like this transitional time. So when I come home, we're going to be like right in the thick of the holiday season. And so it's just another thing to, you know, last year when I went and I came back after my holiday trip, I was so in the holiday spirit that I, I did all of the things in my town that I haven't done for years, just because like, I wanted to be a part of like, like that fun holiday spirit, you know, so it, it definitely gets me even more amped up for the holidays than, than I already am before going. You know, you mentioned it and it, it's a big deal for us. I make no secret of the fact that I'm a total softy when it comes to Christmas. I love the ideal of Christmas. I love that not Rockefeller Center, but Rockefeller painting, magazine cover, people out ice skating in the small town. I just, I, I love the whole feel of Christmas. I, I truly subscribe to the, if everyone were as kind to each other the rest of the year as they are at Christmas, the world would be a better place. Now, of course, with that said, Scott and I sat at Epcot and basically judged everyone that walked by the other night. So myself aside, if everyone else could be kinder, um, <laughs> but we can extend that out for the kids from the time we leave that first weekend of December and we go down to Disney and you are completely immersed in the Christmas feel. And by the time we come back, we're usually about a week and a half to two weeks away from Christmas. And then you've got Christmas concerts at school and you've got all our little small town events and we have to go out and get a Christmas tree. And we always end up with the rattiest Christmas tree because we're there late because everybody else has gotten theirs while we've been gone. And then we decorate the tree and we decorate the house and we do our last minute shopping. And then school is out maybe seven days after we get home. By the time we're done, we get Christmas to last three or four weeks in our kids' minds. And that to me is just the ultimate. As they grow up, they're going to have that feel of three or four weeks of Christmas. And that's what they're going to want to do with their kids. And, and you pass that down so we can get that feeling that the excitement, the love, the all of it wrapped up together between the trip and Christmas. And it's, a, it's just a fantastic way to keep that feeling extended. You know, if we don't do it, you know, the year that everything was closed down and, and you know, we didn't do it quite as well, we didn't get that same feel. But it's just that three or four week Christmas span, I think, probably is our tradition when we look at the traditions. And maybe that's what makes it so special to us. What about you two over there? I don't Bah humbug. Yeah, I don't, we're, I don't know that we have traditions. Not yet. Well, the past few years that we've gone to Grand Floridian on opening day of the gingerbread house. That's like our thing to do. Uh, we make it a point to, you know marking our calendars when all the, you know, when Boardwalk's little display goes up, Animal Kingdom Lodge's display goes up. We want to go check all those out. Beach Club, you know, we made it over there the other day to see their new display, um, which was very cute, but I like the princesses better. What is it now? DuckTales. DuckTales. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> so I think that's a tradition for us. It's definitely our favorite time at Disney, mm -hmm. without a doubt. We make it a point. I mean, to I think it's like you're taking the most magical place on earth and mixing it with like the most magical time of year. How could you not love it? I have a question for everybody. One has to go and you cannot say animal kingdom. Which park has to go at Christmas time? Amy, we'll start with you. This is as cruel as me saying no Wilderness Lodge. That was well played. You can only pick one. Has to go at Christmas. All right, so I'm going to say Magic Kingdom. And I know that that sounds insane, but I can't not go to Epcot and do the Candlelight Processional and the Festival of the Holidays. That's just... That's just huge for me. And as we have all, this has kind of been a kind of like a love note to Hollywood Studios at the holidays. You know, it's it's a great it's a great park at the holidays. And like I said, kind of the same reason why Grand Floridian doesn't make the top of my list because of the sheer number of people. That's how I feel about Magic Kingdom at the holidays. Like it can just be very overwhelming 
with the number of people that are there and it reduces my pleasure while I am there. I say Magic Kingdom as well. Phil? Typhoon Lagoon. (laughs) (laughs) Typhoon Lagoon is close. Blizzard Beach it is. Blizzard Beach. You know what? You can have them both. I will give you two parks instead of one. You can have Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. That's hilarious. (laughs) That was why I threw my arms up in victory. It suddenly occurred to me what I could answer. Yeah, I mean, intellectually, Magic Kingdom has to go for me. But from a nostalgia standpoint, you just can't get rid of Magic Kingdom. And I think, you know, it's unfortunate you said Animal Kingdom because that's the easy answer, isn't it? I mean, compared to the other three, you then make it difficult by pulling it out of the selection. Yeah, I mean, Magic Kingdom would probably fall last, but man, I'd die on that hill. Mm-hmm. You? I'm taking away Magic Kingdom. I think it's unanimous. Sorry, Magic Kingdom. The only thing... I think that just shows yeah. what a fantastic job they've done with the other two that Magic Kingdom, and now to your once every few year visitor, your once in a lifetime visitor, they'd never take away Magic Kingdom, right? That's where the pictures happen. That's where the kids want to see. But for those of us who go on a regular basis to say Magic Kingdom has to go, that's a that's a pretty big statement. Definitely. Now, I will say that sitting outside at Tony's and having a meal out there and looking out at the tree and when you catch those moments where there's a break in the crowd that's a pretty spectacular view right there to take that in um you know christmas on main street from a place where you're not like submerged in the crowd you're able to be apart from it i mean that's that's pretty awesome it's funny you say that because the one thing that was holding me up from just completely bombing magic kingdom on that question was the quartet and the main street players coming down the center of main street in that horse-drawn trolley in their christmas outfits singing christmas songs it, that that that's the one piece that i just i couldn't lose you move them over to hollywood studios and suddenly magic kingdom becomes a much easier choice for me they make main street yep you're right yeah well i mean this is a this is a total aside but during COVID when it was, you know, still early on and the parks kind of just didn't feel the same because of the distancing and the, just like all of the weirdness, there was something about walking into Magic Kingdom and hearing the Dapper Dan singing that just, they were like what made it feel normal. They were what made me walk in and feel like, oh yes, like this is this is the experience. It's not just, you know, the rides or which, which we all know it's not, but it's that just that nostalgia, that atmosphere, just hearing them made me feel like, okay, like I'm here, even though everything feels different, this is the same. And it feels great to be back. All right. We are over an hour in any last words, guys? Yeah, I think for me overall, it's, and we said it, it's, you know, you're taking the most magical place on earth at the most magical time of year. And there is just a nostalgia and like a youthfulness. I mean, going to Disney brings out like the kid at heart and everyone anyway. And when you go during the holidays, there's just a, you know, a, a youthfulness and a playfulness that, that, that I love, you know, it's completely speaks to the part of me that just, you know, that speaks to my imagination and and makes me really truly just feel like the magic of the time of year, the magic of just being in a place where everyone just is feeling happy. Scott, Kathleen? Yeah, just uh, like I said, it's our favorite time of the year. It's just one of those things like even festival, the holidays, I wish it could last longer, but definitely favorite time of year. We love to visit the resorts. That's pretty much it. Can't go wrong. I do wish Festival of, uh, of the Holidays was a little bit longer for us since we're blacked out like 10 days of the festival from for our passes. That would leave less time for the follow-up festival farts. Second favorite. Second favorite. I think for me, those who have hung out with me, I have a fairly um, 
I don't know how we describe my personality. On another podcast, I am introduced as Angry New Phil Jr. all the time because I'm rather opinionated and I've always got a serious face on. But my wife will tell you that the two times that she sees me truly happy and relaxed are at Disney and during the Christmas season. So you, you add those two together. I think it is truly when the best parts of us come out. Uh, you know, Some guests may be Disney is where the worst parts of them come out, but for us... Being at Disney is my happy place. Being in the Christmas season is my happy place. And as Amy says, you take the most wonderful time of year and the most magical place on earth and you mash them up together and suddenly everything's okay. It doesn't matter what else is going on. You just cannot beat the merging of those two feelings. Listen, Phil, you don't fool us. We know that you wear your heart on your sleeve of your shirt that your tailor has to alter. (laughs) I will tell you that story later. Well, friends, thank you everyone for taking this journey with us in this episode. We're kind of all over the place. We had fun. We hope you did too. And until next time, we will DVC you real soon, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See you, guys. And so our journey comes to an end. Oh, no, please, can't we go back to page one and do it all over again? Started this thing together, and that's how we'll finish it. Because that, my friends, is where the magic lives. Happily ever!